Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of My Favorite Friendship. I'm Brian Wool. And I'm Mark Musinski. And we are best friends. My Favorite Friendship is a true friendship podcast, much like a true crime podcast. But instead of talking murder, we're talking about friendship. How we're looking at friendship from the past, famous friendships, maybe concepts of friendships. This week we're doing something a little bit different so that we can learn from these stories and possibly, hopefully, maybe get better at making new friends and get better at being friends with the ones that we already have. My Favorite Friendship is a podcast made by friends, for friends, and we need more friends. And the way that we can get those friends is for you guys to share My Favorite Friendship with your friends. Say, hey, you remind me of the friendship of Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter in that We've worked together for years, and we still will work together, no matter what we do. Hey, you remind me of the friendship of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and that we're two funny ladies. <laughs> hey, you remind me of the friendship of Yo-Yo Ma, Chris Thiele, and Edgar Meyer, and that we love playing classical music together. There's so many ways you can share it. And uh, also, you can rate us uh, five stars on iTunes, and I think Spotify has stars now, too. All those things help. It'll really help us to get more listeners on this, because we don't really, you know, this is really a thing that we make money off of. Yeah. It's more of a thing about friends. Uh, you know, because sometimes you got to spend money to be part of the friendship. Yeah, I would argue it's a thing we lose money on, because we haven't done anything to monetize this podcast yet. So maybe maybe that's yeah. a goal for our next hundred episodes. Ooh, I'd be I'd be down for that. It would be great. <laughs> so Mark, uh, the way we start my favorite friendship every week is we check in with our friends. It's something we should always do. Mark, how's your weekend friendship been? What's going on? Uh, I actually had a, a pretty big weekend, friendship wise, because and I think I had mentioned this on the pod before, but. One of my friend's fathers passed away recently, and he's he's one of my best friends. One of He's the first friend that I ever made on my own when I was in second grade. And his family I was really close with, and and he was, you know, really close with his dad. And it was very, very sad for everyone when he passed away. Um, and I couldn't make the memorial service, which is next weekend. And so I was like, hey, I would still love to pay my respects. So if if you're around... I would I would love to come visit you and and hang out with you know my friend Mike and his mom and just say hi and share memories or or whatever he wanted. I basically said I, I I'll be in town if you feel up to hanging out and seeing me if if that would you know it's confusing because I sort of invited myself over to pay my respects uh-huh. as I say it out loud now. But um I just, re- you know, I, I wanted I wanted to let them know how much he meant to me and um, how much Mike means to me as a friend. Um, and so I basically just said, you know, I, I can get there if you're free. I, I would love to see you and we can spend the time however you want. And so he, you know, I was like, we could go to restaurants, bars, like we could go to medieval times. Like, I don't care. Whatever you want to do, I'm there. And what he asked for or what he wanted to do was he said that he had the table that used to be in his parents' living room, is in his house now. And that's the table that we spent most of our childhoods around, playing board games or Dungeons & Dragons or things even nerdier than Dungeons & Dragons. 
And he was like, I just want to get you and then a couple other folks that we had played with. He's like, I'm going to have people come over. We're going to play, you know, games and D&D. And we're going to eat a Costco frozen pizza and all the off-brand sodas that we used to have as kids. And, you know, we'll talk about my dad and and just see where it goes. And um, it was, it's like, it's hard to explain because it was obviously everyone was grieving but we also it was so wonderful to see everybody and this sort of group of people who I really love and who I don't get to see often enough and um and then you know and there was we did some crying and I stopped by Mike's um mom's house and talked with her a little bit and and I and so I don't know but it was I'm really glad, I hope he feels this way, but I'm really glad that I invited myself over to mourn with him and that he was receptive to it because um, it just, I don't know. It was just, it was a really cool way to sort of relive a lot of things we loved about his father and and also the, the sort of way that his father allowed us to all be the weird nerd kids that, that we were without judgment and actually not just without judgment, but by encouraging us to be who we are and to provide a safe space. And, you know, that made it fun. Um, so it, it was, it was like a, a amazing friendship day that sort of reflected back on an amazing friendship years, if that makes sense. Wow. What an amazing tribute. Yeah, it was it was really fun. And honestly, no amount of us hanging out could be a tribute enough for how great um, Bill Johnson was. But uh, we, we do what we can. He was a science fiction writer, right? He was. And that's that was that's part of what was so why I feel so lucky that I, you know, got to be a part of his world even briefly because I didn't know anyone else that liked science fiction or fantasy or any of that stuff. And he not only was a big fan, but was like a writer making things in it. And so simultaneously he introduced me to a whole bunch of, you know, a whole genre and a whole aesthetic that has meant a lot to me for my entire life. And he introduced me to the idea that you can be a participant in it. You know, you can make stuff and write stuff and obviously that uh, that lesson sank in because I've spent most of the rest of my life trying to do that. That is so cool. So how about how was your week in friendship? Oh, man, I, I, I have just been doing stand up, Mark. Just been hitting the mics as much as I can and uh, uh, really going for it. So it's been it's been interesting to experience uh, all of it and, and be around everyone, you know, succeeding and failing and uh and experiencing all of that so that that's always fascinating to me uh i did three mics last night alone and one of them was another one of like the worst mics that i've been to there's a i've only had two that were this bad and this you think it was the venue or just it happened to be the people who were there oh it's 100 percent the people and you'd think oh you know um a mic with all guys might be a, a problem or whatever, but no, mics with ladies too can suck. It's not, you know, uh, sucking is not is not uh, you know 
relegated to one sex. As a note for the people who have never been to an open mic, the reason the the uh, presumption that a mic with all guys could suck is because a lot of open mic content is very dick-focused. And so, oftentimes, that is why that uh, that prejudice exists. But yes, certainly anyone is capable of making an evening terrible. Man, it, and it was... Everybody in this mic sucked. I, I ended up going up first, and I did some material. I did some brand new material, and I also worked some material that I did at my last show that is still really fresh and I'm still working on. And they did not give me the reaction that was appropriate for the jokes that were written. Mm. I could just I knew, you know, I I know you know what's decent and what what reaction they should get. And they were giving me, like, nothing. And this is a mic where it's, you know, other comics around other comics. And it was like, man, if you're not going to give me anything that I can work with off of these jokes that I worked on, then why the hell would I care about what you guys are going to do? It was just absolutely astounding to see people give me nothing and then expect me to give them something, some sort of reaction for when they got up. Yeah. And so I let them know. I said I said to them, I said I I said I've done 4 minutes so far. And the reactions you guys have given me have shown me that you guys all suck. Every single person in this room has terrible jokes, and everything you're about to do after I leave this stage right now will be worse than what I have just said. Because no comic that is a real comic that has experienced the silence and understood what it's like to fail on stage would give nothing to jokes that are written like what I just did. And I want you to know, I will sit here and I will watch all of the garbage that you guys are going to say, but it's going to be awful. And I, I want you to know, that's, that's how I can tell. You're all terrible. Wow. And sure enough, Mark, they were awful. <laughs> All, every single one of them sucked. Every single they, one of them sucked. Do you think they just had their heads <laughs> in their phones, like they were looking at the sets they were going to do? It was. It, there were some that were that had their heads on their phones, because I can tell. It's a small room, so you can see if someone has the Notes app open. I know what the Notes app looks on a face. <laughs> it's so weird. I can tell. <laughs> and I was just like, man... You guys, like, if you don't know your jokes by now for this open mic, you're not going to know them in, like, five minutes. Stop. You failed already. It's over. You know? What are you doing? Yeah. That's, you know? Uh... And, like, and how arrogant to come to a mic when there's other comics there and you're, like, you know, you're there, you don't give them anything? That's garbage. And you know what? You know what, Mark? The next hour, I, I had a couple other comic friends that I knew. They showed up. People, you know, not not close friends, but you know, working acquaintances, mm-hmm. and it was it was a much higher quality of comedians in the second hour, and you know what? Everybody laughed. They're laughing at each other's jokes. They're working on stuff. You you know, you're letting people know if what they're doing is working or not. It's so it's so important, and you can't just show up for yourself to these things, and any. Any real comic knows that it's your job to go and laugh for the other comics. You know, let them know. Uh, 
Because that's the only way they can know if they if they wrote a good joke or not. If you're giving them nothing, they have no idea. There's no way for them to learn and get better. Yeah. And when you're at a mic, that's what we're there for. We're there to learn and get better. So if you're not going to laugh for anybody else, you're not helping them learn and get better. You're just there for yourself and your own jokes and your own glory, which is so stupid, you know? Yeah, it's it sort of violates the... I mean, you know, for a podcast about friendship, it sort of violates those general friendship principles that it should be reciprocal and it's just sort of 100% good community behavior I, I haven't a hard out tonight because what I'm going to Mark is I'm going to a special show where a bunch of comedians in the community are doing a show together and they're trading sets so uh, each comic is paired off with another comic that they're good friends with and they're trading material and each comic will do the other comic's material tonight. I love that premise. And I think it's just such a fun community thing. And it's just a bunch of other comics that are respecting each other and the jokes that they've written. And they, we get to hear those jokes performed by another person tonight. I've I always, think that would be so fun. I've always wanted to do stand-up karaoke where you play like a, a video and someone has to do the set as it's coming up in like a karaoke style well i the the closest thing to stand-up karaoke that i saw mark is flappers does uh dead comedians uh around halloween Mm -hmm. and comics can submit them doing another deceased comedian's bit or their set and then you you do like a tribute to their their set or their bit wow that's pretty fun i like that but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this tonight. I think it's it's a really communal thing. And and yeah, man, I like I gosh, if you guys ever go to a mic and you're like, "Man, I want to try comedy." You better fucking laugh at the other comics. That's just so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you better you, you got to give yourself to the room. It's a reciprocal well, that's a story, relationship. That's a story about people who failed at friendship. But today, today's all about people that we think will succeed at friendship. Because oh, yeah. in honor of us having slightly more than 100 episodes, uh, we, we thought, what a fun, you know, we've, we feel like we've talked about tons of people who have very interesting and different takes. And we've done a couple episodes, and we sh- will continue to do ones where we reflect on all the things we've learned. But we thought it'd be fun to do like a fantasy draft of if you had to pick, you know, say your top three friends, other than wonderful friends that we already have if you had to pick three people that we've talked about to be in your like close-knit group who would you pick and and why and we just thought that would be a fun way to look back at all of the different friendships that we've covered you know which would be probably a little over 200 people because there were some groups in there and see of those what appeals to you and as a fun activity for anyone listening Take a look through the back catalog and and tweet or Instagram or Facebook us with who your favorite friends that you would want to be friends with that we've covered are. Because we would love to know how similar our fantasy friend drafts are. So, Brian, how would you... What, when, I, we, when we talked about this, how did you approach the idea of picking fantasy friends so at first i was gonna pick you and keith because we (laughs) covered both 
you and Keith in there, and then I was just I had a third. But uh, but then you know I I figured we we probably can't pick people that we're friends with already. Yeah, it's so, cheating. So I, so then I I broke it up. But um, one of the people was on my original list, and the other two just tremendous people that that we covered. Uh, people that I, I admire, people that I think would get along with me. And also, I did consider would everyone get along together. Hmm. Okay. Like Great. if we were making a group. Yeah, I did I did consider, like, uh, how would we do as uh, a foursome? So did you pick... Did you pick people who... Did you have any... Did you trying to think of how to say this uh actually how about this what's the best do you want to just rattle off your list and then we can talk about it or do you want to switch off one at a time i can go off my i i can uh rattle off my list because then i can also see if if you got the same folks that i got because i'm very fascinated okay yeah yeah and and i think seeing it as a group since you considered it as a group is important so so let her rip. What are your if you had to pick three friends from this from this list, who would they be? All right, so I've got Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. and Roy Choi. <laughs> so can I guess which of those was on the original list? Yeah. Was it Roy Choi? No, it was Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, look, me, you, Keith, and Lady Gaga would have an amazing time. Yeah, I feel like she's she's got the same amount of energy. She'd be down, you know, to to hang, and she's very silly. She's very funny. She loves weed. She <laughs> loves uh, a good cocktail. Yeah. She very much enjoys live music. She's, uh, I'd, I'd say, yeah, we'd, we'd slot in right just fine with her. Also, one of the things that I noticed is of the three people that I picked, they're all similar ages to us. They're all like just about our age. Hmm. Interesting. And so I was like, well, yeah, of course. Um, so what what was the I guess Seth, you know, I mean, I feel like we talked about it in that episode that there's lots of stuff we have in common interest-wise and uh taste-wise. Interest-wise, taste-wise, and then also the way that he treats other people, mm-hmm. the way that he interacts with the world, the way that he interacts with his wife, the way he interacts with his mom. I just feel like it's very much in a similar way to how how we all interact. Yeah. And I just feel like his values, his uh, you know priorities very much line up with with ours and i feel like same same with lady gaga you know she's she's very close with the friends that she's close with and she she very much uh is a diehard supporter of the people that she's friends with and what about roy Choi? other than the fact that you would have delicious meals if you hung out with him a bunch i absolutely love his drive i love his patience I love his personality. I love his uh, like his amiability. I mean, like he was at Coachella the last two weekends, running two food tents wow. at Coachella. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think it's so cool. I think he's just such a fascinating dude. And I feel like he also enjoys a lot of the same stuff that Gaga, Seth, and we do. And uh, he just happens to be a chef. <laughs> <laughs> um, I So... Do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to add, or or should we do those at the end? Gosh, uh, well, if, if, there, if we're going to throw in some honorable mentions, and uh, and they can't be the ones that we're friends with already, yeah. I feel like Chris Thiele would be way up there. Ooh, yeah. Harold Ramis would be another one mm-hmm. that would be way up there for me. Uh, those 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 two, I I feel like I'd get along with real well. And also, I, I gotta love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. As well. They're, you know, a lot of... The, I lean towards the comedians, because a lot of them have similar thought structure, and a lot of them went through a lot of the same schooling that we did, so I know that we'd be on the same page a, a lot more. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, so when I was looking at it, at first I was just kind of like picking random people, but then I was kind of like... One of the things that stuck out to me is a lot of the friends kind of fall into different roles. You know, there's some that are more mentory. There's some that are like, we hang out together and our friendship is kind of about decompressing in a way. There's also a bunch of friends who push each other creatively. There's some that push each other so much that it's toxic in the sort of Jordan, Michael Jordan and everyone way. Uh <laughs> But, you know, but but those friends can be great, too. And so so mine ended up being kind of a, a mix that I was surprised about later. But I thought so uh, I thought I felt like I wanted someone who I would really whose like work I really respect. That would be like a good North Star of, you know, hanging out, like hanging out, but also gets a lot done. Um, and so that mm. for that one. I thought Amy Poehler would be great. Mm. Plus, I mean, and I feel like it goes without saying, all of these are hopefully fun people to be around. Uh, and she just strikes me as someone who who has has her life stuff in a good place, but also is like very driven. You know, not in like a not in like a Michael Jordan way. Let's say. Um, and then I thought it'd be good to have a friend who seems like they're aware of the like emotional side of things you know and like being there for people and i was really struck by uh karen kilgariff when i read their book the one of the hosts of my favorite murder and i just felt like no one else a lot of people talk about friendship but she was the one who talked the most about and and the, the the most frankly about stuff like Part of, you know, your job as friends and your friend's job is to, like, hear your shit. <laughs> like, and it's it's not always fun, and, and sometimes it's just about listening. And then, but that's part of what you're there for, is helping them, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, she, she seemed like she had a very um, unapologetic and a very real version of, like, what being a friend to someone means. And it's not always just, like let's party and have fun and talk about the movies that we like. And sometimes it's about like being there for each other when things are crazy. And so I felt like having a friend like that would be really great. Uh, and then of course, you know, you always want that friend who's going to like get you into a little bit of trouble or 
stretch your comfort zone or, you know, sort of dare you to to go to places or events or whatever that you might not otherwise and uh, and just stretch you outside of your your box. And so I looked through a bunch of them and we, there's a bunch of friends, I think, that would qualify under that on our list. But I feel like if I had to pick one, it'd be Mark Twain. Wow. Like he's he's a member of the Players Club. He was trying yeah. to buy the Tesla coil for a world domination plan and casually name dropping random important foreign people. He did a whole like character bit during the presidential election. Like he he basically was like getting around to everywhere and friends with everyone at his, you know, in his time. And I just, and obviously he was very creative and funny in his own right. And I just feel like he'd probably be a good hang. Man, that's a really great idea. Man, I, I, I have to tell you, the only one of those that I predicted you would pick was Karen Kilgariff. Really? Yeah. What is, was my reasoning exactly what you thought it would be? I, uh, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I felt like you, in that episode, we really, you covered a lot of, her views on friendship and how it really drew you to her. And I don't know, you never really like talked about like that, uh, talked about anybody else like that. Yeah. Well, so, nobody else talked about friendship that way. And I just thought it was fascinating. And I thought, what a good, what a good energy to add to the crew. Uh, plus, I mean, the other thing is like when you read she, her, I, she's a wonderful writer, and so like when you read her her the memoiry parts of their book, you, you sort of get a sense of who she is, and or you know at least who she's projecting in her writing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, Alyssa asked me what I I would have predicted you would have picked, and I had Karen Kilgariff, mm-hmm. I had John Favreau, mm. and uh, oh god, who's the third? I wasn't sure, so I said Yo Yo Ma. I mean, look, but, I would hang with Yo Yo Ma any day. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I felt I that was I the felt like that'd be a good this. crew too. There's so well, many good ones and there's to pick. <laughs> like I so it's funny because I thought about so many of the people we covered are incredibly talented people who I would just love to spend time with to see how their brains work and all of that. But but I was trying to think of like a step beyond that of like, who who do I think I'd want around for the long haul, you know? Um, and like, I love Jon Favreau. And I think he's like incredible and he's so funny. And but but like in the story, there's I think you told the story in that episode about him and Vince Vaughn running into each other on the street after uh, Swingers came out. And they yes. were both, like, still depressed, even though they had an incredibly successful movie. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I don't know, maybe John Favreau's got his hands full. That's true, maybe. He doesn't need me. <laughs> um, but Roy Choi was one, definitely one of my honorable mentions, because, I, because of thinking about that John Favreau thing, I was like, oh, Roy Choi was the person who he kind of turned to to provide like a more, I don't know, like a, a different philosophy on life. Um, and so I would, I would love some of that Choi energy. So maybe our groups can hang out sometime. Uh, also Seth oh, yeah, Rogen yeah. was high on mine. Uh, and, and in general, like all of the mentory people seem cool too. Like Gary Shandling and Judd Apatow's and Lucille Balls and all of the, the people we've covered who 
you know, who are already established and they reach out to someone who they think is cool coming up. I mean, obviously, who wouldn't who wouldn't want want that feeling? Yeah, like how great would it be to be to hang with Tony Bennett? I love that documentary, The Zen of Tony Bennett. Yeah, and just everything about him seems like it's a great thing to be around him. He and my he and Roy Choi were in that same like Zen friend area. Um, and then and then I also feel like uh, you know there's some there's obviously other incredible artistic people that I would love to hang. You know, I, I'd be fine being friends with Spielberg. Oh yeah, <laughs> just uh, feel like that's the kind of person who might push you to do your best all the time. Oh yeah, and I'm and he loves movies. I'd love to see a movie with him sometime. Oh yeah, yeah right. Like he got into this because he just loves the art form. Yeah, like it, it'd be so fun to watch a movie with him. You know, see so, see a movie with somebody who loves it so much. Mm-hmm. You know, where they get get like really excited about film. I mm-hmm. think that's so fun. I love. I love being around music where the where you know with people who make music where it's like man they really they are able to appreciate this on a level beyond what everybody else is. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's our I, fantasy I friend like, yeah. draft. Yeah, like for me fantasy friend draft is who can enhance life the most. And also, yeah, for me, it was like, also, how do we work well together? I didn't really think of roles, but I just thought, yeah, we'd probably all get along. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unintentionally, I didn't necessarily pick them for this, but all three of the people I picked are co- are comedians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In some sense. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I prefer funny people. I just, I really do. There's something about uh, the the tremendous humiliation of trying to be funny and then being met with silence. And you know anyone who's done this professionally has yeah. felt that silence, met that silence many a time. And it, it really, it alters the fiber of your being. It changes you. And it's something that I think, I don't know, I, I think that humiliation is good for people. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you an appreciation of how hard it is to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And and like like I was saying about that mic, you know, it's like, man, like I could tell that those folks didn't have any appreciation for for what it takes to do anything. They were just garbage. And, you know, how can you not be in awe? of these people who face that silence and face that, you know, complete emptiness and loneliness uh, and failure, uh, but somehow continue and then rise above to become undeniable. Yeah. And and that's what what a lot of these folks have, have become. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wanted to draft friends near to you, are there any places in the world you might want to be located to find other people who are interested in friendship, Brian? Oh, yeah, Mark. I know a few of them. You definitely want to relocate to Penn State University. They Whoever's over there at Penn State right now is really listening to our podcast a lot. So thanks, Penn State. Yeah. Uh, check out folks in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Make some friends in Portland, Oregon, or Chicago, Illinois. 
maybe listen to some some friends out in Los Angeles, California, or Toronto, Ontario, Canada, some friends in Denver, Colorado, or or uh, Boston, Massachusetts, maybe even folks out in Missoula, Montana, or Dubuque, Iowa, or Fort Myers, Florida, uh, New York City, uh, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, so, some folks in Guanajuato, we got uh, folks out in uh, Seattle, Washington, Duluth, Minnesota, Fairfax, Virginia, how about them? Folks also out in Kansas City, Kansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Singapore. Hey to our friends in Singapore. And how could we forget our good friends out in Utrecht holding it down in Europe for us? Thank you all. There's friends all over the world that care about friendship, want to make more friends, want to be better at being friends with the ones they've got. And if you guys want to reach out to us and talk about friendship or suggest a friendship that we should cover, Message us. You can reach out to us at my fav friendship on Twitter, at my favorite friendship on all other social media platforms, or you can reach out to Mark and I directly at Brian Wool and at Mark Musinski, spelled like they sound. And just to reiterate, take a sec to find your top fantasy friend draft and let us know who it is, because I'm very curious what other people are thinking after a hundred episodes of so many different kinds of friends yeah so many people this is like when i go through this it's it's pretty fun we do we do cover a lot of comics because they actually have friends how about that (laughs) yeah i can't imagine anyone's going to be picking like fleischman and ponds or uh the hollywood hellfire club doesn't seem that healthy but you know what? I mean, if that's they, what they you loved want, each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That they were great friends to each other, and everyone else was in the hellfire part of it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so, if that's if that's what you want, let us know. Uh, but until then, have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. You're not gonna say "stay friendly." Your new catchphrase that you put. Oh out yeah, last week. <sighs> stay friendly, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Bye.